Hello everyone, welcome to another Dual Shock Discussions. Today about Star Wars Visions uh, Season 2. So let's just get right into it. Now I recently watched the entirety of Star Wars Visions Season 2 and boy oh boy it was fantastic. So I decided to jot a few rambled notes on my thoughts for each episode and as such formulate them into a Dual Shock Discussions. Now remember, as with other Dual Shock Discussions, this isn't a review as such, just some initial thoughts that I had after watching each episode. Uh, spoilers are plenty, but enjoy. So for Sith, I loved the paint stroke style to the episode. There were a few parts that looked a bit more like a quote unquote traditional animation style, but the rest that looked like strokes of a paintbrush were absolutely gorgeous. I was reminded somewhat of the unfinished Swan, the video game in that regard, but with a wider range of colours on show. Uh, I thought the cycle bike thing was pretty rad, I think it's similar to the one that General Grievous had. Uh, either way, I was a big fan of that. The, uh, the naughty Sith was pretty intimidating, even though obviously he was ultimately defeated. And the lightsaber was spectacular, her dual lightsaber, the one half sort of yellowy-orange, the other half red, um, because of course it was a classic Star Wars message of everything being in balance. Uh, but as I say, the paint style really stood out to me, I really liked that. Uh, Screech's Reach, now there were a few parts of this uh, short that had a sort of 2.5D perspective to them, and I was a big fan of that. Uh, otherwise, I'm not quite sure how to explain it, but there was also a sort of medieval painting style to the animation um, that I was fond of. So it made it feel sort of like a fairy tale in a way, which, you know, may have been intentional. Uh, the story itself was pretty grim, from what I could tell, revolving around, you know, a brainwashed child who'd been coerced into killing, from what I could tell, an older Sith that wasn't really a Sith anymore, just sort of hiding away in a cave, uh, so that a mysterious person could then come and take her on as a Sith. I think that's what was happening, but either way, the shrieking old Sith in the cave was creepy. Uh, it wasn't my favourite episode, but it was fine, and probably a bit better if you think a bit deeper about, you know, the message of brainwashing stuff, which is a bit grim. Uh, in the stars, now stop motion, I think that's the correct term, is absolutely brilliant. And this was, without a doubt, my favourite of all the episodes. It managed to seamlessly uh, appear to blend together the Star Wars universe and the mythos, or well, it's not a mythos in terms of fact it's real but the real world history and tragedy of Native Americans being enslaved and or killed by foreign settlers at least I'm almost certain that's what this particular episode was alluding to uh, the whole notion of spirits in the stars paintings to symbolize and recall events I thought it was all beautifully done and like I say it looked amazing and the two sisters standing up to an empire magnificent uh, I am your mother so as noted above I am a huge fan of uh, stop-motion Unsurprising then that a short by Ardman, and of course if you're familiar with Ardman works then you'll know exactly how this looks, was also right up my street. And I'm just going to say it, the uh, mother is a little bit reckless in it, but she truly does care for her kid, and that's a pretty big thing to me. Now I really liked the Astromech Robodog, made me chuckle, uh, it was basically one big space race, the episode. Uh, it was nearly as exhilarating as pod racing, and I enjoyed it. What was even more enjoyable was seeing the snooty parent get whooped by the seemingly apparently embarrassing mom. So you go girl, as in the mom, not the uh, snooty parent. Like I say, big fan of a Robodog. Um, and the mini Death Star turret made me chuckle that the uh, the snooty mom has attached to her, her spaceship. I thought it was quite funny. Um, and I respected the important message about children and family because it's important to treat them well. So Journey to the Dark Head, uh, there's more of an anime style to this episode, and as with pretty much all the other styles throughout these episodes, I did still uh, still like that. 
Uh, I like that the girl had the spunk to challenge those who simply recorded events, but don't necessarily try to help. Though, you know, I kind of respect that way of life too, if that's, if that's your purpose, I guess. Everyone has a purpose. But I can also see where the visions of the title can be noted, because this episode focused heavily on seeing the potential futures and how they may or may not influence someone's actions. So, despite the fact that the Sith in it was supposedly a master, I couldn't fathom what rank the Jedi boy was. Uh, but he held his own in an, again, pretty awesome lightsaber fight. So a more classic Star Wars notion of light and dark being entwined. Again, it was a fine episode, but nothing of note really to me. Uh, the Spy Dancer. I just want to start by saying that finally, stub uh, chubby Stormtrooper. Finally, we, we exist. We are out there. Uh, anyhow, the Empire are obviously naughty, but I found it interesting to see how they unwind in their downtime. Uh, it turns out they love dance performances, and I at least respect that. Um, even in this short, where it wasn't necessarily happening on screen for that long, uh, time-wise, the beauty of dance and acrobats was on full display and made the message of oppressed people having to perform their passion for those they despise to survive uh, even more poignant, and it really did look beautiful, I thought. The protocol droid, used like an ornament holder, also made me chuckle, because it looked like C-3PO. And whilst the two main leads weren't Jedi, Damn, they did indeed clear the dance floor of pesky stormtroopers, and they did so in such a balletic way. I again liked the message of having family taken away and turned against you, but there being hope that they can find a way back, because there is often always hope. Uh, the Bandits of Golak, the art style, to me, I think I could describe it best as like the most recent series of Star Wars, uh, I thought, uh, the Clone Wars, and I thought it looked really impressive. Um, I'm not sure if I'm being silly or not, but I think this is, again, another message about impression of a race, uh, in this case the slavery of Asian populations, which was alluded to with the packed out trains, uh, people hemmed in, obviously apart from the two main protagonists here being uh, looking like human, you've got obviously all the other different types of aliens too, but the idea of oppressed race, um, and then the Empire clearly being uncomfortable in what they referred to as their territory. Uh, as they should be, you know, if you're a bit of a prick that comes over and enslaves people, you should be uncomfortable if they're aggressive back towards you. Um, the aesthetic of music certainly seemed inspired by the cultures of the East, but obviously had a Star Wars vibe to it all, like the earlier episode that alluded to Native American culture. Uh, I think this can be one effective way of, you know, teaching about real history and get you thinking. Uh, the boy reminded me of Aladdin as well, don't know if this was intentional, so he was like a streetwise thief and I liked the dynamic with him and the sister. The Inquisitor's outfit was groovy as uh, a naughty word, and I was a huge fan of his Eastern-inspired outfit, so yeah. Uh, and the jewel-wielding grandma, she was magnificent. Uh, the Pit, don't really have much to say about this one. The Empire are basically assholes, as we knew, who leave the workers to die in a big pit once they've mined four kyber crystals. Uh, I suppose that's, you know, neat little bit of lore though, including the kyber crystal thing. Yeah, I was also reminded of Batman climbing out of the pit in Dark Knight Rises. Um, there was a decent message about light within us all and doing the right thing, I guess, because ultimately they come and get saved. Um, Owl, or Owl's song, can't quite remember how they said it in the episode, so apologies. But uh, more stop motion, and you know I love that. So I just thought this one looked stunning. There was a great sort of video gamey music uh, track playing over it to me. It just made it seem like a cutesy indie video game that you could play through but obviously in short film form. Uh, overall it was just cosy and vibrant and even when a few perilous things happened 
there was some interesting mythology about kyber crystals that I wasn't aware of. Uh, I don't know if visions actually counts as canon or not. There are conflicting answers to this question. But, um, you know, that was cool. And not too much happened, but the message about the beauty and power of one's voice, how it's truly a force, no pun intended, to be reckoned with, was all there. And honestly, I was just bowled over by all the charm, if I'm being honest. Uh, also, a lesson about letting your child fly the nest eventually, which is a bit of sweet feeling. But there we have it for this instalment of Dual Shot Discussions. Uh, as I say, there are... These are never meant to be a review as such, but more so sort of a rambled jotting down of my thoughts on something, um, but with a slight script. So in this case, Star Wars Visions Season 2. Uh, as you can probably tell, I thought it was fantastic. So as ever, thanks for checking this post out. If you're watching on YouTube, feel free to like and subscribe. If you're... Uh, listening on the pod then links to youtube and the blog are below if you're watching on youtube links to the pod and the blog are below but dualshock uh, dualshock dreams on twitter and dualshock underscore and underscore daydreams on instagram but for now stay safe take care peace and nugs <laughs>